Hey guys, so guess what? Fun fact, I recorded our audio for this episode through the computer speakers because I'm a noob at recording, which means that for episodes 7, 8, and 9, you guys might not hear the dulcimer tones that you're used to. However, for the next ones, if you bear with us, we are back to recording through our microphones. So just wanted to give you that caveat, stick with us, and it'll get a little bit better. But we wanted to keep the content for these episodes because it's pretty dope. All right, see you on the other side. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. I'm really trying to. You're take almost the- beatboxing there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to take the podcast in a really sexy direction. Oh man, real freaky naughty. Oh lordy, <laughs> is it working? I don't know. No. Okay. Great. So. Great. You don't think so? Oh well, shit. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome to the pod, dudes. Uh, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. As you remember, uh, just kind of plug in the. The Patreon, Shit Your Shrink Thinks, and the Gmail, ShitYourShrinkThinks at gmail.com. If you got questions, comments, concerns, let us know. Hit us up. up. Let us up. Let us up. <laughs> so what's good this week, Michaela? Um, so I I think I've told you that I, I play the trumpet, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't play it as much as I used to, but um, I, I don't know if you know this, but I legit went to band camp. You did not. Yeah, I did. Girl. From junior high through high school, I was going to band camps. Well, you were not. At band camp. Oh, my God. Yeah, really? Totally. Junior high through high school. Yeah. I feel like you told me that you could, like, really ad-lib a mean jazz I, piece. I could. Yeah. In mm-hmm. high school. You're I was, I was pretty good. I know. I need to. I want. I occasionally pick out my pet band music and play around, but I want to. Uh, did you do marching band? Oh, I did all the bands. Yeah. There are with, more bands? I mean, marching band, jazz band, uh, pep, pep band. Yeah. What is so, pep band? That's like for, like, at the games, you know, you'd play oh. like the... You know I was emo screw. I have no <laughs> idea what was going on at those games. I was like smoking in the corner, oh. like, just talking, <laughs> oh my gosh. like, just talking about my feelings and poetry and stuff. Like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Mm. No. So, so you play like the, the, when people are, when the basketball players are shooting their hoops and warming up, you're, you're pepping it up or doing like the breaks when they're out of timeout, you're playing the oh. music. That's pep band. Very cool. I had no yeah. idea. And then jazz no band is like a smaller band. Like you only have so many. Granted, our band was small enough that everybody could were, be in it. Were you first chair? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> first chair, first trumpet, four years in a row. Girl. I love this so I much. I know. I was I was a very big band nerd and very very into it, and I'm I'm still into it. I just I I need to reconnect with it. Actually, it's a, it's a part of me that I want to like. I secretly hope that wherever we land, 
I can like develop a community band where we all get together and fucking jam out. <laughs> you be jamming. Yeah. Like there's like a community parade and we're like marching down it. And that's a funny thing. Everybody in my family plays an instrument and there would be times when there would be parades that we actually were like a fucking community little like family band. You guys are like the Huxtables. Is that a thing? Wait, is the Huxtables the ones that played all the music? I have no fucking clue who the Huxtables are. Oh. There was like, like the name sounds familiar, but I didn't watch whatever show that was. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm thinking of another 70s band show. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, on that note, I can. that's what I'll, will be my fun fact this week. I blew the flute. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, maybe we can join bands. I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Do the flute and the trumpet go together? Uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they're all instruments. You, you can all play together, man. Wait, I play an instrument? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, my favorite, so what I've been trying to learn right now, when I, when I went to go get all the podcasting materials, this was like a whole ass story. So like, first of all, I couldn't figure out how anything worked. And I was in this like Deets music for like an hour <laughs> trying to figure out like what the fuck was happening with this like focus right thing I have that connects the computer and the audio together. Anyway, it was, I've was having a challenge and I realized that they have tin whistles and Irish flutes there. Ooh. Yeah, girl. I'm going to, I'm thinking you know they about have like piccolo flutes and those kind of, yep. Yes. Yes. Actually I've played the piccolo before, but I'm not good at it, uh-huh. but I want, I really do want to, a secret dream of mine is to join an Irish uh, Celtic music band. There and you then go, to, like, man. I travel the country like I'm <laughs> a circus person. Like I just, I don't know. My I was very escapist fantasies where I just like, <laughs> live like a hill person i just sounds fa- fascinating yeah 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 anyway that's my what's good this week. Uh, no someday we're gonna you're gonna have to just break out the flute and i'll find some music that that can accommodate all of us yeah my husband also plays trumpet really yeah that's actually how we we've met no it is and basically every guy i ever dated was associated with band except for one I am so happy. <laughs> I am so Somebody happy. My nerd back up. Yeah. Like, no big deal, but I really, I really those... bad. Yeah. <laughs> this first trumpet really reeled in the hotties. I did. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I, I was not a big deal in band. I was uh, not good at it, but one time I got first chair and then everybody, you can challenge the first chair. Mm. And so everybody challenged me and I beat all their bitch asses. Nice. My husband had to do that too. Yeah. Nobody wanted, we didn't really, that wasn't much of a thing. Our, our guy just was like, okay, you're it. And I was like, cool. <laughs> that's that's perfect. It does explain a lot about our different upbringings. Mine was like you had to box out, like throw some elbows, and yours was like bucolic, like nice sort of peaceful. Uh, I don't know about that necessarily, <laughs> but it, it was just kind of like basically everybody who was older than us all graduated at once, and as a little freshman, like I was the next in line <laughs> <laughs> for the throw. Yeah, that was just it. That was all it was. Oh no. So what are we talking about this week? Oh wait, wait. First, what was your? What did you try for? the experiment um so we were gonna share our emotions with someone uh we care about and i haven't done like a full sit down with all the things that i need to do but i I do feel like i did do a little bit of communicating with some friends with my emotions you know so that was something i don't know yeah yeah what's the like upside (laughs) asking for somebody who needs motivation to do this the upside is connection and intimacy Okay. Well, what if they reject you? <laughs> they won't. Okay. Well, <laughs> if they do, they weren't. They weren't supposed to be there anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. I did the same. I tried the same thing. Um, 
I actually had to take a real baby step on this because it's hard enough for me to do this, Mm -hmm. this thing. Um, so I actually texted some people my emotions uh-huh. about a situation. Yeah. That's a good way to start, honestly. Yeah. If, I, if it's hard to say it verbally, yeah. write it out. I couldn't like look directly into somebody's eyes as they read my soul. So I just said, <laughs> hey, I'm, this thing happened. I'm feeling this way about this thing. And um, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but it worked. It, I mean, at least it was something. And it yeah. seemed like I got a lot of support. So Yeah. Well, and again, sometimes even though, even if they don't respond the way you hope they do, there's something to be said about expressing it that you will feel some level of resolution because you have said your piece. Yeah, right. Do you ever watch uh, Old Brother Where Art Thou? Yeah. I my, oh, I love that. You said I've counted to 10. I said my piece. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah. Anyway, so this week, actually, we're going to be talking about something very related. We're going to be talking about, so people ask us all the time, how do we make friends Mm -hmm. or how do we make new social contacts? Right. Or what are those red and green flags? Like, how the frick do I know even like relationship, friends, all that stuff? Like, what, how, how do I know? If this is even a good person, a safe person to be associated with. Right. Because people don't think about it, but there are emotionally unsafe people to be associated with. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk a lot today about how to make these socially intimate connections, how to make friends or relationships, and then what are the red red and green flags. So first, what are the reasons why we want to develop a new relationship as an adult? Because it's hard. It is. It is really hard. But... I mean, sometimes we just maintain a relationship because that's what we're used to. There are times where we will keep a connection with someone because they expect it or we feel like we're obligated to it or like it's one of those like devil, you know, kind of things. Like even though you don't like it or maybe it's not fun or it's not that comfortable, it's too scary to jump outside that comfort zone. Even though it's not a fun comfort zone to be in, it's it's the devil, you know. Right. Yeah. A lot of people will do something just out of habit because it's scarier to change and it's the unknown. I think so. Yeah. Making a new friend or making a new social contact can actually give you something to reflect on so that you have a comparison point between Mm -hmm. the old and the new. And it can help you see the difference between something that's healthy and unhealthy. So you kind of expand your social network and help you see what you want to keep and don't keep. Right. And, And again, as we grow as humans, we evolve with our interests and they change and things that we maybe once enjoyed. Maybe we don't really enjoy that stuff anymore. So maybe get some friends that enjoy the same shit you enjoy. <laughs> right. Yeah. It can, it can deepen your enjoyment of like hobbies or pleasurable right. events. Yeah. That's another good reason for friends. Definitely. We also know there's a fun, um, okay, this is my caveat. Humans are, and rats are not the same. There's this really <laughs> cool experiment. Did I already talk about this? I have the I memory know. of I goldfish. Oh, we both have terrible memories. <sighs> what a great thing for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. There was this experiment where they had these little rats. And they put uh, one group of rats in what's called just like a standard environment or an impoverished environment. So an impoverished environment was like cages that had nothing in them, basically just nothing like water. Fussy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they put one groups of, group of rats in a cage that had something, right? Like some kind of activities, but no other rats. And then they put a third group of rats in like Rat Utopia with a billion other rats. And the rats in Rat Utopia had all of these additional health markers. Like they basically were like smarter Mm. and they were healthier. 
And they learn from each other. Yep. They had better immune responses. Mm. And so, I mean, rats can be social creatures, obviously, but so are humans. Humans are designed to be social creatures. Right. And we actually do better physically. Like our physical health improves as we are around healthy social contacts. Yeah. Our emotional health improves as we are around. Yeah. Well, actually there's even, sorry, I'm like going full science nerd. Do it. Did you know that? If you have human touch for seven seconds, that it releases mm-hmm. all the happy neurochemicals. I actually did. Yeah. And it hugging each other. That's why. Yes. That's why this pandemic, like for the elderly who have been like, oh God, that made me <sighs> so sad. Like yeah. they, human contact is needed. You, you need to give hugs. You need to hold hands. Mm-hmm. And like, that is not. It hasn't been something we can do lately. And what we see is people's memories decrease, their moods decrease. So people need that physical touch, but even just, um, it helps with wound healing. Mm. So they did a study again, where they made kind of like a superficial laceration cut on people's arms Mm -hmm. and people that were allowed to touch their partner or their friend actually healed the wound faster than people that- That's amazing. Yeah. Right. It's freaking crazy how much social contact helps us. So it helps our mood, helps our physical life. Yeah, we we really do. We need solid friends or solid people in our lives who are going to uplift us and like be there for us, like at least emotionally, like not everybody can always just be there at the drop of a hat. Like that's not realistic to expect that from other people. We all have our lives, Mm -hmm. but people can always, you need somebody who's there to hear you, Mm -hmm. like to hear what you're experiencing and, and to kind of validate your experience. Right. To, we call it bearing witness to bear witness to what you are space for. Yeah. Hold space for bear witness. Yeah. 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 Another reason to develop relationships in adulthood is a lot of us don't actually have great family systems. Like we didn't Mm -hmm. come from a great healthy family system. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between you can have your your family that maybe wasn't supportive or Mm -hmm. rejecting and your chosen family. Yes. Yes. Just because somebody is blood. I know that blood is thicker than water. I'm sorry, but no, that's just a way to toxically keep you trapped somewhere. Mm-hmm. If somebody is toxic, they are toxic. I don't care right. what they are related to you. If you need to put a firm boundary there and or limit and or cut off. Right. And if you develop friendships or other social relationships, it can give you the courage and the other social contact yes. and true support to be able to do that. Yes. And so we really do encourage there was actually a um old I want to say like a renaissance type term when you call people kin. It basically mm-hmm. meant your chosen family kin are people who oh. will come to your aid when you're in your worst possible situation. So yeah. we want you to develop a network of kin. Your soul tribe. Your soul tribe. We want to find <laughs> the people who are cut from the same cloth. So Yeah, who value what you value and who who will bear witness for you? Yes. You know? I mean, who, yeah. Who will help you bury that body in the night? <laughs> That's my criteria. You going to come out with me in the nighttime to do the shady thing? I mean, we're going to have to have some serious plans because I have some serious fear of like punishment, <laughs> but uh, I would be game because I feel like if anybody would know how to fucking hide a body, I would know. I have a few contacts who could help. Right on there. <laughs> I found my person. This is what we're witnessing right now. <laughs> no, but really, please don't come at us. We haven't killed him. I couldn't live with that, I don't think. Yeah. Let's talk about how we can tell first if a person is healthy or unhealthy in your life. We'll talk about actually how to develop the friendships or find the friendships in a second. But first of all, like, what are the red and green flags? Red flags being like, stop sign. These are no-no people. Right. <laughs> we can call them the no-no signs. 
or green flags, this is the go-go. Oh, no, no, and go-go. <laughs> no, no, and go-go. Uh, so with red flags, like somebody who uh, moves a little too fast. I hate that. That's actually, the relationship. Yeah, false intimacy. Yeah, that false intimacy or love bombing, mm. sometimes it's called. You know, mm-hmm. they go above and beyond the beginning and... And they're just like, they're always there and they want to do all these things with you. Mm-hmm. Um, they try to touch you too soon. Oh, do not yeah. enter my freaking bubble. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they maybe tell sob stories to gain empathy. Oh, I can't with that. Um, you know, there's like that subtle manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they even use compliments to change, convince, or coerce you to do what they want. Mm-hmm. They uh, might neg you. Yeah. Like, oh, I really like your hair. I would never be brave enough to do it that way. Oh, uh, yeah. Frequent comments on your looks. That mm. That is a red flag. That's mm. absolutely a red flag. If they tell you that you're not experiencing something, you know you are experiencing. Yeah. You're not sad. Yeah. You're not angry. Instead of, instead of acknowledging what you're experiencing, they try to tell you you're wrong. They try to tell you to calm down. Oh, that's just never tell anyone to calm down. Those are the wrong words to use. Just throwing that out there. Right. They frequently come up with reasons to not do the work or the chores. Like they're very avoidant of, of doing what responsibility or thing that you maybe ask them to do. Yeah. What you're sharing basically is that the relationship isn't reciprocal. Yeah. Like you're doing all this stuff to float the relationship and they don't even seem to be taking behaviors. Like keep in mind, guys, words are win, right? They can say anything they want to say, but if you watch them and they're not doing the yeah, thing to support... Yeah, if they support, do not follow through with the thing that they said they were going to do... That's a huge red flag. Yeah. Or if they're lying about small things. I mean, big things and small things, but lying or keeping secrets, right. you know? And if you catch... That's the thing. Like, a lot of times these people who give off red flags, you'll catch them in little inconsistencies. And if you, and can, you call them all out on mm-hmm. it, they freak the fuck out. Yeah, they have anger issues with that. Yes. Like a fragile ego. Yes. Easily triggered, hurt, offended. Yes. You can't give them feedback. No. That's they a big... do not want any feedback. That's a big red flag. If you try to say like, hey, that didn't make me feel comfortable or, you know, that's an inconsistency in your report or like, what's up with this? If you push it, then they will either get angry or they will change the subject. They will tell mm-hmm. you it didn't happen. Yeah. But you're mis- misinterpreting it. Mm-hmm. These are huge red flags. Yeah. Or even just that arrogance or self-centeredness, you know, like they walk around like they own the place. Like the guy, <laughs> like that other therapist that you talk about with his oh, like, right. his like yes. leaned back stance. Oh my gosh. Just, like, just anytime I envision his face or his, like, I just want to, I just want to punch it. Yeah. I just want to punch it. has got a punchable face. Yeah. If they have a punchable <laughs> face. A punchable face. That's a red, red flag. flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, if they like slowly become critical of you or like they expect you to be perfect. Like if they do not let you to make a mistake, even if you apologize for it, like there's no, for, there's no forgiveness. Right. Right. There's up front, and the criticisms will kind of be like, I don't know if you have heard the metaphor boiling the frog and I cannot remember if I said this mm. or not, but basically if you put a frog in warm water and you slowly turn up the heat, it will actually boil alive. It will yeah. not jump out of the water. Right. Because it's such a slow it acclimation. Gets used to it. Yeah. Right. So if they're starting with like little, little criticisms of you and then you will notice very likely that they escalate. Mm-hmm. That's a red flag. Definitely. If they're trying to isolate you from friends or family, like if, if you know, they're getting possessive. Good. Like I was as a little kid, apparently. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that other girl was actually just putting up like I a know. Gun. She was actually doing the healthy thing, she's but like, you know, I was all pissed about it. She's like, I'm like, that is a crazy red flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if they're in if they have jealousy issues. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're allowed to have multiple relationships with people. They are not your center of the world. Mm-hmm. And and in fact, that's yeah, no. It's not a healthy thing. No. And poor communication skills, honestly. Like if they just won't even communicate effectively. Right. If well, and a lot of times people who give off red flags, they will actually intentionally withhold emotional data from you. Mm, and intentionally yeah. in hold in hold? <laughs> they, will, <laughs> they will in hold the data about what their plans are so that they right. make they you keep it very vague. Yeah. They intentionally want to make you feel confused. Because right. if you know what they're feeling and what they're thinking and what they're doing, then you can anticipate it and get out in front of it and they don't want you to do that right sometimes that aloofness and that mysteriousness it can be like a fun thing to figure out and so for some people it's an honest deal but for some people it's a red flag really right right the people who like want you there at like a whim like just the seconds moments they want you there but then they don't have your back right then they don't come there when you need them like they say i need you to do this now or if they're impulsive even with like money or substances or decisions like that impulsivity sometimes can be can, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, not always, you know, there are some people who are impulsive that are good hearted and mean well and good friend, you know, some ADHD type stuff, but I love people. <laughs> and like people with ADHD are my little favorite. I like genuinely, I have like a lot of friends with ADHD. And I but if they're kind them. of being a dick about their impulsivity and yes. drawing you into it, yes. that's not your there again, their lack of planning is not your problem. Impulsivity in a dangerous, unhealthy, toxic way. Right. Not just like I've, I'm going to go on a midnight drive sort of thing. Right, right. And again, with that, never apologizing while while continuously, like, making you have the blame or pointing the blame at somebody else. Like, it's always somebody else's fault. When there is no personal accountability. Yes. Red flag. Oh, my gosh. Right? Needs constant validation, expects you to read their minds. Mm. Maybe they even pressure you to, like, to give them things or, you know, to have passwords to your shit. Oh my God. One or or they like I literally have had this happen before. They've met you for like five days and they're moving out of their ex's house and want to live in your house with you. Oh fuck. <laughs> That's literally happened to me. Huge red flag. Yeah. Have I mentioned that I attract narcissists? Like what is <laughs> up? What is up with that? But these are these are big deals. I mean I can kind of think of situations where I've had red flags in the past, but I'll, I'll save a couple of those. Okay. What other red flags do you got for me? Silent treatment. Let's see. That that can be a red flag sometimes. But oh, we kind of feel, yeah. I feel like we've talked about Stone that Still walling. Yeah. Still walling. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I can kind of, I'm trying to think of like the different situations where I could have probably gotten out of it or noticed the red flag in advance, but right. didn't. Um, as you know, I attract people with <laughs> certain personality profiles. So I can think of one very first one was a colleague of mine. And this colleague of mine came at me with, I never met this person. They came at me with a lot of sob stories about how they were doing really poorly mm-hmm. at this workplace profession, how the, um, kind of like the bosses were always critiquing them. Right. Again, nothing was their fault. Yeah, nothing was her fault. There was literally no accountability. There was always an explanation for everything. But I will say this person was really, really charming. They're very kind. They're very, like, they read my emotions really well. And they were really funny. And that's like my Achilles heel. If you're funny, like, I'm (laughs) shit. Like, (laughs) like, anybody who's funny, crap. Anyway, so once that happened, I didn't pay attention to the red flag of nothing's my fault. These bosses are always criticizing me. Mm -hmm. 
I am always having a hard time. There was also always some kind of like medical or psychological issue going on always. And it was like a different one every Mm. single time. I didn't really clock it until much later, but that can be a sign too, is if they're problems that they're having are inconsistent. Everybody has problems. Right. But if they're always new and developing over time, that was a huge red flag. And this person actually ended up, um, I'm not going to say a lot about it, but they ended up basically losing their license and they can't Mm. practice as a mental health provider anymore. Mm. Right. Um, It was one of Which is actually kind of hard to do, unfortunately. We talk about most bad therapists. Oh my God. Like you have to really fuck some shit up for them to take your license. Yeah. You basically have to show up to work without pants for like eight days (laughs) in a row and like drunk on the eighth day. Like it's pretty tough to lose your license. Like, yeah, because we don't have as many clear guidelines as something like medicine would have. Right. So, and I've also had other red flags, right. Where like in relationships, I, I think I might have a broken picker for relationships. (laughs) I've, I've, I've gotten better, but initially one thing I was really attracted to was people were kind of like aloof distant really oh yeah like i was really into oh know, my gosh the bad kids weird well, i mean i guess you were yeah you were that hipster kid okay, yeah i suppose we mean we're <laughs> I, liked, I liked looking at them from afar those kind of people but i never wanted to engage with oh. them. like i loved your eyeliner from afar sir <laughs> <laughs> wear those tight pants and dance yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i would actually approach it though that's no. the problem that's the problem i would approach any kind of eyeliner on any kind of person, I'm, I'm into it, right? That like, I, I don't know, whatever that androgynous that situation yeah. you're doing, I am in, whatever it is. And so, yeah, it would, that aloofness really drew me in, uh, funniness drew me in. Yeah. But what often ended up being the problem was that these people were not consistent. They yep. were not reciprocal. Yeah. They would say all the right things. They're like, I love but never you. never follow through. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and that's, that's the thing, guys. They, yeah. they, these people tend to know what to say. But again, it's the inconsistencies. It is the inconsistencies. That's like the biggest red flag to pay attention to. Have sure. you, have you like, what's your experience with these people with red flags? Like, tell me what you've had go down. You're really good at boundaries. I was going to say, I feel like I, I clock that shit pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, so I tend to not, like, I, I make myself invisible so they don't notice me. And if they do notice me. I get real bristly, so they don't want to fuck with me. That's interesting. You pull the gray rock approach. You basically become super uninteresting. You pretend you don't know anything. You yep. pretend you don't have emotions, like a gray rock. Yeah. And I'm like, you- don't even, don't even go. Like, no. Yeah. And no. then you will fight if it's. I will. Yeah. 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 I will legit push you against the locker, bitch. Yeah. Where's <laughs> 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 <Prison> it, Mike? <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. A colleague of mine. Dementos. <laughs> <laughs> no. What was the worst part of prison? The dementors. Uh, a colleague oh, of me, mine pointed out that even though I think I'm mean, unfortunately, I'm actually really validating. So I might be, I might be mean, but I also am chronically validating and saying how I see other people's experiences. Yeah, but, which is a great trait to have because you're per, you're trying to understand their perspective. And even yes. these people who are kind of not great people, a lot of times they do have. Like they have valid things right. that maybe kind of created them to be that way. Right. Like, and That's as, why it's hard. as empathetic people who are caring, we can understand that, mm-hmm. you know, we are no longer like we aren't judging you for how you are because we can see how that developed. But that does not mean that they get access to your goddamn jelly beans. No, they don't get your jelly beans. Nah, 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 nah. 
So hit me with this handout you got. I can okay. see you've got a lot on your mind over there with okay. this. <laughs> so this is this is like trauma bonding versus authentic bonding. Ooh, yes. Because sometimes we, we do make connections with people, but we're making the connection because we're both really fucked up. Yeah. It, it is trauma bonding basically is if somebody is the person that makes you feel super shitty and traumatized, and then if they are also the same person to remove the negative stimuli, which they put there in the first place, and then it seems like they're the one that healed you. Right. It creates this false bond. Right. And false intimacy. Right. So trauma bonding. It, so I'm going to say a trauma bonding, and then I'm going to say authentic bonding. So okay. trauma bonding is fix me, save me, validate my existence. Oh, God, I actually needed to hear that. Gross. Okay, <laughs> say it again. Fix me, save me. Fix val- me, save me, validate my existence. Oh, I hate that. I feel like I want to throw up. Okay. I think and- I do that a lot. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, again, it's 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 okay if you do that. This is This is... We all need to learn and grow. Yes. Authentic bonding is learn me, see me, hold space for all of me. Ooh. It's not putting the responsibility on somebody else. No. No. You just want them to see you and hold space for you. It's not validating your existence. They are not there to fix or save anything because guess what? They can't. Right. Right. <laughs> Lay it on me. I like that a lot. That's, that's <laughs> you can fix yourself. But what, what you need for bonding is someone to be there and see you. Yes, absolutely. Wow. I, that was very powerful. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Uh, trauma bonding, again, uh, is chaotic, unpredictable, a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. You're going to have the highest highs and the lowest lows. And you're going to think, whoa, I must really love this person. Right. Like, oh, it's so, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just so unpredictable. It's so freaking chaotic. Like, it, it's, it's all over the place. Right. That's trauma bonding. Authentic bonding is steady, safe, consistently showing up for each other without question. And those of us who have been trauma bonded a lot, we might feel bored at first. Right. Work past it, folks. Right. You're used to the roller coaster and there's something exciting about that, but it's not good for your long term, guys. It's not. It's not. So trauma bonding is you complete me. Okay. And authentic bonding is you enhance who I already am. Yeah, it's again that like the person who is trauma bonding you is eating you up from Mm -hmm. the inside out. And the person who's authentic bonding you wants to just be next to you. Yeah, they're building you up. They, They aren't trying to change you. They aren't trying to make you anything. They aren't trying to make you a piece of them. Yes. Oh, yeah, a piece of them. They're just trying to be there with you. Yeah. Come alongside. Yeah. Trauma bonding, I betray myself, plus all of my needs to receive love. Uh Uh-huh. And authentic bonding, I do the work to meet my own needs first. Right. And then they approach you if it's like, okay, hey, I need a little help with that. But they've already tried something. Right. They've already tried something. Um, Wow, isn't that interesting? I'm seeing this in a different light with clients, too. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Trauma bonding, my relationship mirror the patterns of my childhood experience oh yeah that's a that's a problem people repeat the trauma over and over, over again and over. you get stuck in the cycle mm-hmm. and you get stuck repeating the same patterns and behaviors with people mm-hmm. even if you don't want to and even if you swear you never will right it's unconscious again that's why you got to dig in mm-hmm. um authentic my relationships are based in freedom accountability and peace Right. Harmony is, is a core function of yes. the relationships. Yes. 
So now that we've kind of gone through red and green flags, trauma. We didn't do the green. Oh, yeah, we didn't do the green. Okay, what's some green flag, girl? <laughs> really telling you what to avoid. Right, but so, some, so then There's how do you know if something's approach. good? Yeah. yeah. People who respect your privacy, people who have respect for your job, your children, they take interest in your interests. They're not actually just putting all of their... They're not taking up the entire space in the relationship. They're, right. They're letting... They're asking you questions. They're affirming you. Yeah. They're reflecting back what you've told them. Again, they just want to be a part. They don't want to take your entire basket. Mm -hmm. They they just want to be... Get to set, get a place in the basket. <laughs> and another green flag that is so underrated is curiosity. Yeah. About your experience. When somebody is like probing... Actually asking you questions. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. And they're non-judgmental. They're yes. non-judgmental they're, they're not trying response. to judge it. They're just they're just curious about you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You'll notice the people who just talk about themselves and never ask you any questions. Those 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 aren't necessarily the the people you're going to get real deep intimacy with because right. they don't they're they're self focused. Mm -hmm. Um, they have you know a good green flag is just a sense of humor. They're like willing to laugh at themselves. You That's know, what's it's a yeah. You can notice like yep, I made a mistake. Oh, I'm a freaking idiot. Right. Yeah, we all you know laugh at yourself. Right. Um, so, and I did, let me be clear. I talked about humor as something that draws me earlier. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why it was a red flag in that situation is they were critical of others. Right. And that the humor was really sarcasm focused. Right. And really harsh. And kind of putting down others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Making fun of others. Right. With, where if the humor is more like open, it's observational, it's right. not hurting other people. Yeah. And it's just accountability focused. That's a green flag. Yes. Yes. Shares on all levels. That mm -hmm. means emotionally, um, mentally, maybe physically, maybe even financially. Right. You know, you're, you're generous, generous. generous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With their time, with their, with what they have, they're willing to share with you. Yeah. They're not trying to take, take, take. Yes. They're, that reciprocity is there. Mm -hmm. And they offer without you having to ask all the time. Right. Like a big green flag about somebody is if they read the room, they read the situation, and they see if they can anticipate your need a little bit. Like they can get out in front of it without having to be told every single time. Yes, it's important to be able to communicate and tell somebody something, but a really big green flag in a relationship is, I'll know what sometimes if they know you really well before you have a chance to, to even say. Yeah. 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 They enjoy similar things, but also have their own individual interests. They're not expecting you to fill all their time. Yes. Um, they support your personal growth and they don't feel threatened by it. Oh gosh. Yes. That would have been a big red flag is they feel threatened and jealous when you succeed. Yeah. When you do something good, they put you down. That's a red flag. They mm -hmm. should be so happy that something went well for you. Right. And if they, and if they're having a hard time for themselves, they'll say that like, I'm having a hard time for me doing the same thing, right. but I'm really happy for you. Right. Or I've seen it. Like I've done it before where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm so happy for you. I'm a little jealous though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like I'll verbalize that, but it, that doesn't mean that I'm not unhappy for them and not i'm not going to try to sabotage them or put them down i'm right. not going to be like oh well that's not actually anything so you have no reason to really be excited about that right <laughs> mean girl michaela yeah. <laughs> um they're not comparing you to others oh god yeah and also right they value you for who you are a red flag would be like especially if they're comparing you but also if there's like a physical image thing like a mm. lot of times people like critique other people's physical body and that's right. a big red flag 
Let's see. There's a, just kind of a sense of maturity and like a sense of perspective. Like they're not necessarily overreactive about things. Yep. They've got good emotional IQ. Right. They have some confidence in themselves and some like respect, you know, for themselves and others. And sometimes they have, they have goals and directions. Yeah, definitely. Let's see. They, they try to fit in and actually kind of make an effort to get to know you, your friends, your family. Like again, they ask questions. Right. The worst red flag is when somebody just like sits in a room and is like a boob and doesn't want to participate. It's like, <laughs> stop that. Right. Like that's pouting. That's immature. If, if they don't like it, they can say it. They can set a boundary, but they try to be a part of what you've got going on. Right. Right. And just a willingness to even just cope with life's up and downs. Like, you're, they at least put forth an effort to to cope with their own shit. Like they're not trying to make you responsible for what they're going through. Right. Right. Again, accountability. Dude, accountability is big. Yeah. It's, that's one of the, the biggest, most obvious things. Like when somebody is not willing to take accountability, get out of there. Right. Run. Run for the hills. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's always going to be your fault. <laughs> and they're always going to gaslight you and tell you you're wrong. And let me just say this real quick before we move on to the part about how do you actually make these friends in these social contacts. People do not change unless they really want to. Like, listen to me, Smalls. Whoever needs to hear this in the audience right now, if you're like, are they going to change? Are they going to change? Are they going to get better? The only way that somebody gets better is if they have extreme motivation to get better, like a personal motivation, not an external motivation, mm -hmm. an internal, internal motivation. motivation. They want to change. And frankly, a lot of times is if they're a person throwing off red flags, it actually benefits them to do these controlling, shitty, abusive behaviors. So you actually may not see that change because they don't have any downsides or consequences of their controlling shitty behaviors. So they're not likely to change. Right. The other thing is that, you know, people go to therapy, they're usually trying to change. So if they're going to therapy, that could be a good sign. Mm -hmm. But again, if their behaviors are not mirroring it. Right. And I always tell Sometimes people, they use it as a tool to keep you stuck. They're like, well, I'm trying to go to therapy. But guess what? In that therapy session, they ain't saying shit. Right. I don't know how many times I've worked with people who they're like, yeah, my wife wanted me to go to therapy, so I'm here. And guess what they're doing? Fucking nothing. Nothing. Like, they are not trying to do anything. Right. Sometimes people use therapy as a weapon. They're like, well, yeah. my therapist says you're crazy. Unless yeah. you hear the therapist say you are crazy, that they shit... They did not say that. Shit did not happen. No. That shit did not happen. It my just therapist didn't. said it's all your fault. No, they didn't. That shit did not happen. Like, we're here to tell you. So, really, if you're, if you're sitting there like, is this person going to change? It's been going on for years. It's it's unlikely unless they have some motivation, some willingness, and they're accepting that they're at fault and that there is some responsibility on their part, mm -hmm. then no. Yeah. Then no. It's easier just to make sure that when you're meeting these new social contacts that you're clocking the red and green flags up front and just not allowing people with high, high, high levels of red flags in in the first place. Right. So going to how do we actually meet these new people? How? How do it? How do? Heal. How, how do we do it? How for these for fellow awkward humans? <laughs> the what do I do with my hands? Humans. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Dude, I always do finger guts. I'm so fucking weird and public. Yes, like oh I'm my god, not even shitting you. I did finger guns like in a presentation the other week. Like, no I'm, shitting way. I mean, I did. I love this. I so can't much. like, and I do double finger guns. I don't that even. Makes it more epic. And I wink like what? Yes, it's happening. Like it's like a spirit takes control of my body <laughs> and I just can't control myself I get so awkward do finger guns and wings that's hilarious what goes I do, on I do a silly little wave when I end <laughs> like a hello kitty kind yeah. of like yeah okay bye yeah <laughs>
<laughs> Bye, Wade. <laughs> uh, so how do we meet these people? How do we get these fools in our lives? Trick them to think that we are normal. <laughs> There's a lot of different ways to kind of make some friends. So one thing you can do is think about when you were dating, you know, like a blind date. A lot of times people set their friends up with people. So oh, a yeah. good way to make friends is just having a friend include you on their outing with other friends. Michaela, this is assuming that we have one friend. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it if you don't have one friend. But yes. Yeah, yeah. Ha- having friends introduce you to other people. Definitely. Yeah, that's huge. Um, you know, do be yourself. Do stuff that you enjoy. Go to hobbies or activities that you enjoy and meet people there. You know, join a, a club, volunteer. Take your dog to the park, go to a festival, something, you know, what yeah. is that activity you enjoy? Meet somebody who enjoys that activity. Right. And join a softball league, join yeah. a kickball league. There is endless, if you have a botanical garden near you, they often host classes. If you have Ooh. an art museum next to you, they often host classes. If you have a public library next to you, they often will host events. Yeah. All of these places have free or low cost events where you can meet other people. Yeah, Definitely. And when you are meeting somebody, you know, foster intimacy by talking about something a little bit deeper than the weather. Like, I mean, you need to start out with a little bit of the weather talk. Right. But but basically, like, each person needs to gradually disclose something meaningful. Uh, Again, like we talked with the emotions. When you share an emotion, that often leads the other person to share emotions. So when you open up and share a little little nugget about yourself mm-hmm. that often leads the other person to share a little nugget. Yeah. It's a nugget, but not the full Big Mac. So you're not like <laughs> yeah. talking about your childhood drama, right? right. But you're right. like, we're not talking about how my ex fucked me over. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're not going there. We're just going to start with like a little bit, like what right. you actually feel about, right. I don't know, whatever movie or like what you actually like, what you're actually interested in. Right. Yeah. And sometimes with that, you can just also just like make observations. Like if you're at a thing, be like, oh man, do you see, do you see that happening over there? Like that's crazy sauce. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes that can be, you know, a conversation starter. And very mindful. Yes. So actually, do you mind if I interrupt you real quick? Because I actually have some other ways to like try to physically find friends. I love it. Go. So I know somebody who joined an orchestra or a band. Speaking of like instruments. Yeah, I said, yeah, make a community band. Right. Um, I know people who have joined, like, if they're in the military, different military groups, like VFWs and things like that. I actually, well, we can talk about, like, what we personally have tried, but I know people who use, like, friendship-making apps, actually. Um, So there's ones like We3, Bumble BFF, um, Hey Vina. There's all sorts of different friendship-making apps. So these are, if you don't even have one friend in the new space try that be careful with the apps you know that take your money there are i think like we three is a free one for example so those are some other alternative options for actually finding the people yeah i love that and when you do find these people like set a goal to to do something with them like be like hey like let's hang out and do this like actually set an appointment basically like on this day like don't just wing it just think about when you're pursuing a crush like when they say sorry i'm busy you don't don't personalize that because they probably are busy, right? right. There probably is shit going on. You're not the only thing in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but say, okay, well, like when, when could you do this? Like be persistent about it, you know, mm-hmm. try to actually make an effort and, and keep pushing forward. And right. <laughs> eventually they'll be like, okay, let's hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We will. We do want to say, be mindful of like when somebody's really giving you the cues, like I super am not interested in making right. a new friend right now, but yeah, it's okay to, everybody's going to get a little rejection and that probably that person probably isn't actually free at that time. Right. And, and that's, that's a healthy sign. Like if they drop everything, I'm like, let's do it now. Yes. Like run. Right. That's not a friend, man. Run for like, the hills. If, if you're like, hey, like you want to do this like next week? And they're like, hey, let's do that tonight. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. That's no. A, that's, no. A good, <laughs> that's a concern. That's a concern. And and think outside your box, you know, be, be open to interacting with a different type of crowd too, mm-hmm. you know? I have um, several different types of crowds. I have like a, a metal crowd that I hang out with <laughs> and like, you know, we do sketch stuff and g- go to metal concerts and yeah. crowd surf and stuff. And I have like a really academic crowd that I hang out with, which is like a bunch of professors, right? which is like mad chill. And then I have my homies from home, which are basically, you know, very old, rural, yeah. old school kind of folks. Like, yeah, you know, it just kind of makes it up. Yeah. And, and be willing to like smile and laugh, you know, that kind of stuff makes you more approachable, you know, eye contact, eye contact is huge, open body posture. Yeah. Don't cross your arms. Right. So actually let's talk about like, how do you use conversational skills, right? Like what kind of skills can you actually use once you have found a way to meet a human in the real world and you have identified this human as somebody you actually want to be friends with? We started a little bit with it. First, start by making eye contact. Second, start with open posture, which means like, don't like try not to slouch in on yourself, kind of open your chest up a little bit more. Right. Appear confident, kind of. Yeah. Appear confident. You can strike a power posture with your hands on your hips like Wonder Woman if you really need to, to (laughs) to feel confident and approachable. Make sure that you're smiling. Make sure you can lean forward a little bit to demonstrate some interest. You can use hand gestures to demonstrate interest. Right. If you're feeling nervous, you can share that you're feeling a little nervous. Yeah. That's okay. Be open and honest. Again, I think the more that you are authentic, guys, the more that you are yourself, the more you're going to find your people. You can't be find... Yourself, be yourself. Be <laughs> <laughs> But really, if you are authentic, you will find people that actually match you. And honestly, if you're authentic and people are rejecting of that, you do not want that thing, I promise you. Right. Exactly. You can't find people who you connect with if you aren't open and being you. Right. If you're wearing a mask, all you're going to find is other freaking people wearing masks. And it's never going to feel good. So, yes, I can feel good. Honestly, two reflections are a really key piece of Mm. conversation. So when you are hearing somebody, when you're really actively listening, you want to reflect back. You want to give back some of the information that they gave to you in a repackaged way. Right. So, Michaela, tell me like a just any bit of information about yourself. Just like, what do you like to do? What do you like to eat? I'm kind of asking her an open-ended question. Right. I like to take my dog on a walk, and I enjoy eating food that's unhealthy for me. Oh, you, you have a dog? What kind of dog do you have? A German Shepherd. Right? So I picked up on a thing. I reflected the thing. Oh, you have a dog? And then I asked a follow-up question about it. Right. People, if you are feeling really uncomfortable, keep this in mind. People love to talk about themselves. Oh my gosh, people love to talk about that. All you have to do is just repeat what they said in a different way. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is this is what's going on. Oh, so then this happened and you were stressed by that. Oh, so then this dude, you can get them talking forever. The mileage you get out of that will be 
pretty far, honestly. Yeah. So keep in mind that... Let oh, them talk about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> open-ended questions, reflections, talking about themselves. Um, I've had people, if if you've maybe met this person a couple of times, bring like a little fun thing. Like if there is something that they've really been needing, for example, like if I've got a friend who I'm developing a new friendship with and they're like, oh yeah, like I was at home the other day, but like didn't have, you know, X thing, like a hammer and I got to run to like Walmart and get one. I'll just like bring a hammer and be like, here you go. I brought you a hammer. This is something you can use. Bring it back when you're done. Just yeah, like those little things that show that you're interested and that you care. Yeah. A tiny gesture. Now don't make it extravagant. No. Do not freaking give your money. Don't give your money. I have met, I've worked with people who basically just met somebody and they will give them over that like thousands of dollars. Do not give people money. What? Like that? Don't. don't. Do not do this thing. No. Yes. So, but you can give small little gestures. I have yeah. this friend. <laughs> so, um, my friend, she dates women and she talks a lot about how every time she goes on a date, she's like, lesbians always bring gifts on dates. What is really? that? She's Interesting. Like, she's like, I did not. I should have dated some women. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we all should be dating women, basically, is my main message here, because you're going to get gifts. But so she was saying, like, I did not know this, but it's lesbian culture, and I just keep getting succulent after succulent after succulent. <laughs> succulent? That's hilarious. <laughs> so she got so many did gifts. Did she have a green thumb? Because that would be kind of funny they if she killed dying. them all. They literally yeah, kept them. Because I would kill them all. Yeah. I yeah. joked with her that she needed to keep, like, a closet full of, like, Does. gifts and plants to, like, give people <laughs> on dates. <laughs> Anyway, but little things like that do mean that you're listening. I wouldn't recommend it on like a first outing, no, but no. maybe a couple of follow-ups after that and anticipate what they like. So maybe suggest things that they want to do too. Yeah. And again, when you are trying to get to know somebody, like sometimes it helps to have an activity that you can do together. Something that you can bond together. Like if you both like bowling, go bowling together. You don't have to fill the whole conversation. Like you don't have to sit there trying to just talk to each other the whole time. So right. you're actually just bonding over an experience right. to a concert, you know, right. instead of be feeling forced for that awkward conversation. Yeah. Wait, actually, you know what? This could be a really good, we could give an example of how we met. Like this is, this is a way to make a friend. We made a friend guys. We're yeah. right here. There's proof. I really like my friend now. <laughs> I would be really devastated without this new friend. Oh, that's very sweet. Well, okay. So how did you make this friend? Like we can kind of talk about like, how did you even identify it? So first, where do we meet? We meet. We don't have to get the exact location. Right. We met at work. Okay. We met at work. So that's one place where you can meet a friend. Right. How did you ID me as having red flags versus green flags? Like where was kind of your head at there? Again, I have a good sniffer. So you, you just do. gave off a good vibe. And I was like, I want this. <laughs> I want that. I was like, I don't know what it is about this person, but I feel like I need to, I need to create a, a bond. Like I need, I need to link my arms with them because they might protect me from shit. Like I, <laughs> I, legit, yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, I was, uh, Sunny was already kind of working at this place and I was kind of new to this position. Mm. So I knew that she had the lay of the land and I was like, Hmm, she's, she's got some, she's got some reeds on shit. Like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta sniff this tree. Yeah. I was, I was real cagey about it. Definitely. But right. So a, a green flag on somebody could be that you're getting a good vibe on them, that they have good boundaries, that they yeah. seem to know stuff. They're trying to share information. Yeah. You were, you were very open about things. You were very, um, honest about what you were seeing, what was right, what wasn't right. And, and that authenticity and honesty, definitely. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And on my side, it was 
I love people with good boundaries. I'm a sucker for good boundaries and good sense of humor. So it was like, I saw the good boundaries. I saw the good sense of humor. I saw the openness and I was like, okay, I'm in. So Michaela was actually the person who first started the friendship. So how did you do this? How did I you invite bring... you to a concert? Exactly. I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure she likes this kind of music. And ironically, I won concert tickets from a radio station. Yeah. So I had like four tickets. Um, so it was like, you know, my husband and I can only take two. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Hmm, like I we like went. this person. Like, will you go with me? Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we went and, and keep in mind, guys, it was a slow grow. Like there is, yeah. there was not like this instant, like we need to hang out every no, freaking minute of the day. Barely ever hung out at all, honestly. Right. Like, there was a lot of lulls where we weren't talking. Right. And it was, and there was like a loud space for there just to be this openness, no pressure. Right. But and, every time we interacted, it was positive mm -hmm. and encouraging and. Yes. And so then there would be an invite. Hey, do you want to do this activity? Hey, do you want to do this activity with increasing frequency? Right. And, and then we started to see, realize that we like some of the same stuff and we're like, mm -hmm. Ooh, let's do these things together. Right. Other ways that I've made friends in the past, actually, I've done the Way3 app. That was successful for me. I have two or three friends from that. You just answer a bunch of questions. Sometimes it depends on if you're in a rural place or not. It doesn't always work because there's like too few people that's possible. Yeah. But I did try apps. I've got two or three friends probably from that. Mm -hmm. I've got a really good solid network of friends actually from work like old workplaces yeah i was gonna say I, I definitely have a lot of old workplaces old school locations and like just friends of friends like that's that's kind of how i've collected a lot of my friends is like i'll just meet you kind of randomly and what sticks what sticks at the wall sticks at the wall right <laughs> right and also i've done like sports leagues sports mm -hmm. leagues are, are a great place they are a great place to bond because you're on the same team people <laughs> same team same team right a word about authenticity, though. Authenticity does not mean negativity. No. Right? So you can be honest and open, but it's not constantly criticizing your environment right. around you. Right. And that you're is... not putting the other person down. Right. Like, exactly. You can be negative about a situation without, like, putting the other person down. Like, I'm pretty sure we bonded about the shittiness of work a few times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, but we weren't putting each other down or blaming anybody for the situation. We were just saying, this is a crappy circumstance. This is observational. Like, yeah. This is an ob thing that I'm seeing. Are you seeing it? Yeah. I'm seeing it too. Hmm. Buckwild. <laughs> That's it. Right. Yeah. Buckwild and leave it there. So I don't know if you want to try anything for homework kind of like related to this in terms of like making friends or keeping friends or, you know, I, I definitely, I, I don't want to expand my friend circle. I feel like I have a, a, a good friend support group and, and sometimes a little too much um, because of my little introvert nature. Mm -hmm. I have, I've collected a few extroverts who's, who pull me out, which is good. Mm -hmm. um, but I do want to uh, reconnect with a few older friends and, and reach out and kind of make a little bit of an effort there. And I, I actually have plans for that. So. Oh, I like that. that That's really up. cool. I am going to just try to be a little bit more curious about the friends that I do have and see mm. if I can just deepen the relationships more. I'm at a phase where I've got also the number of friends is good. And now I'm kind of in like a, uh, a deepening space yeah. and trying to ask more open-ended questions about their experience and try to get to know yeah. them a little bit I, I honestly need to work on that too, to be real, because yeah. I, I think I'm so used to people just talking about themselves and over like running at me with their shit. Like that I'm not used to actually having to ask any questions. 
Like, I just try to, like, jump in with my little little bit of information when I can. Like, I'm just used to everybody be like, this is my stuff. <laughs> so, like, people who actually don't just throw it at me, like, sometimes I'm bad about asking. Right. And so I want to get better and with that. The people that don't just throw it at you are the people you want to have. Exactly. Those are the ones I want to get closer with. And yet I'm just like, oh, wait, shit, I need to ask about you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is this is new for me. Normally, people just tell me. <laughs> Am I just <laughs> talking now right yeah is this where i share yeah <laughs> so all right i think that's probably the pods day uh you guys should hopefully be meeting all of the friends and doing all of the things yeah i got a, i got a joke yes and on okay. what you got um we should all thank god for nipples okay because without them boobs would be pointless double meaning <laughs> you know what i call naples italy and naples florida i literally call it nipples oh nice i hope somebody lives there because i'm calling it nipples do you live in nipples you should be proud yeah hey th- there are like some weird town names out there i don't know if you've ever looked into some of them but they're like like anus you know like <laughs> like there are just you just came out right with it you were like anus <laughs> <laughs> I knew <laughs> Bob's town. <laughs> There's one in Michigan called Climax, and the town oh. and the town sign got stolen so many times that they were just like, "Fuck it, we're not gonna do this anymore." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, dudes, that's the pod. Uh, hopefully, you have a good week in terms of making friends, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, see ya.